facing for the first time in 39 years. The Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Hello and welcome back to the Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast where we cover everything in the Boston sports world. My name is James Brady and alongside me is my brother Nicholas. Say hello. Hello everybody. Today is Monday, May 20th and this is episode 25 coming at you. So let's kick things off with the with the Boston Red Sox. I was going to say red hot but they just lost two of three to the Astros so they're not quite red hot yet but uh, they're getting there. Yeah, so the Red Sox have been playing really well in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, a weak start to the season, we we covered that a little bit, but now they're really starting to turn it around, play like the team we know from last year. Uh, one guy that's been standing out a lot who just started playing, Michael Chavis, having a great rookie season so far. In his, just over his first month of playing with the team, he already has his first career walk-off, and he has nine home runs already. So I believe that puts him in tied for second for most home runs on the Red Sox. He's behind Mitch Moreland. I believe he's tied with JD for home runs right now uh, for second place, but has been playing incredible baseball. Um isn't really much of a like a defensive liability. He's very solid uh, at, at his position, which is usually second base, sometimes first, but due to the depth that we have at first base, not really necessary all that often, but just a guy that's really been standing out. And I don't want to get too much uh, on top of it, but saying, you know, maybe just putting himself out there a little bit for rookie of the year yeah. in this 2019 season. Yeah, we touched on that last uh, last time we recorded that it's it's way too early to determine, obviously, and to even start thinking about it. But he definitely, uh, if he keeps up this caliber of play, he will be in the conversation at the very least. He's batting 290 with a .389 on-base percentage, uh, .570 slugging percentage, which brings him to a .959 OPS. Uh, he's played in 29 games, like you said, n- uh, nine home runs. Uh, some doubles, a couple of stolen bases, actually. So, quickly asserting himself as uh, an, an elite member, almost, of, of this Red Sox team. And a guy that uh, is going to be a lot of fun to watch going forward here. And just moving right forward, if you want to talk about a guy that's been fun to watch recently, Chris Sale has been obliterating every team in his path. In his last four starts, 51 strikeouts. We were watching a game probably about a week ago now. And uh, we're both just kind of listening along, kind of doing stuff in the background. And we hear some someone of the commentators brought up the number 17. And I'm thinking, oh, like Chris Sale lasted through 17 outs. Like, you know, decent outing. But no, Chris Sale had thrown 17 strikeouts 
in one game. In just seven innings. It's not like he pitched the entire game either and faced 27 batters and put 17. No, he pitched for seven innings, which means uh, that's 21 outs. 17 of those were strikeouts. The guy was a machine. Like you said, uh, last four starts, he struck out 51. He's had two tens, a 14, and then that 17 game. I believe that adds up to 51. I'm no math wizard, but uh, yeah. What kind of sucks for him, I guess, is he's only got the one win on the season. He's still at a 1-5 record, I believe. Um, so, which sucks because he's... he's it's not that, accurate, is what it is. It's not ac- it's not a accurate representation of how he's pitched. No, and to be to be fair, he did not pitch well in the first month, month and a half of the season. But now he's looking very much like the guy uh, we saw last year. Uh, again, the velocity still isn't quite up to where it was last year. Um, there's multiple theories on this. We've touched on this a little bit uh, a while ago during the playoffs. Uh, it does not seem to be does not seem to matter. He's just. I can't like when you have to go face him one, two, three, four times during a game and you strike out all four of those times like some of these guys were, it it can't be fun. It can't be fun and he's such a a great guy to have on the mound and look for him to continue this red hot run going forward. Uh he's he's still uh, he did he did walk a couple more guys than he's used to. Not a big uh, walks guy, but he did walk five in his last outing, which I found interesting. So his pitches, mu- I didn't watch the game, but his pitches must not have uh, been there, I guess, because he didn't throw as many strikes as he usually does. He's usually throwing uh, 70, 80 strikes on 100 pitches, and I think he threw high 50s, low 60s, something like that. So, I mean, even with that, he still struck out 10 guys in the last outing, but look for him to continue going forward here yeah and then another guy who just has come back from the injured list david price uh back on the mound today earlier actually uh, so made it through five innings three hits zero and runs zero walks four strikeouts and just another guy another piece coming back to the rotation where you know we got chris sale heating up david price is back obviously nate avaldi still kind of up in the air with where he's at. I believe he was out on the field throwing pitches within the last week or two. Nothing insane, obviously not like full velocity or anything, not elevated on a mound or anything yet, but he is throwing the ball around, which is always a good sign, Um, you know, dealing with injury like he's been dealing with. But once again, David Price coming back, really starting to round out this Red Sox rotation. The bullpens looked pretty good uh, through the last uh, couple weeks. Obviously, Decent. A tough, a tough series with the Astros. Uh, this, yeah. These last, uh, it was, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, of this past week, uh, with the Red Sox taking the Sunday game. But other than that, yeah, the pitching, the pitching's coming together. Price now looking probably to get back in that in that number two uh, starting pitcher spot, and we can now touch on a couple more guys that are on rehab assignment. Uh, Brock Holt and Dustin Pedroia both on rehab or. Brock Holt, at the very least, was seen uh, in Pawtucket. He actually hit a home run. I believe it was earlier today or yesterday. And Pedroia is on rehab as well. Is he is he playing in the minors? Mm-hmm. Or is he just rehabbing? Okay. So they are both uh, on rehab in the minor leagues. Uh, Brock Holt been out a far longer than was suspected. He was only on the 10-day injured list, and he has been out for the better part of a month now, I think. And then Pedroia, obviously, uh, still being plagued, unfortunately, with just uh, different injuries. So two guys that 
are looking to make their way back into uh you know the this the rotation of the Red Sox I guess if you will but again the Red Sox looking pretty good going 7 7 and 3 in their last 10 I believe is the is the rate they're going at right now with a riding a two game win streak I guess so nothing nothing crazy but I think that uh, do you have anything else you want to touch on for the Red Sox yeah really quick I just wanted to ask you before we move forward one standout player in the last couple of weeks to a month there's been a lot of guys doing a lot of work on the Red Sox but I wanted to ask you specifically if there's anyone that comes to mind that's been uh it's been killing the game recently I, it's tough because we've just talked about uh, with Michael Chavis and Chavis, Chavis, Chavis. Chavis. I always do that wrong, and and Chris Sale having incredible both last month exactly. Um, in my mind, it's it's the ice horse himself, uh, Chavis looking better because Chavis. It's Chavis. Chavis. Michael Chavis. His name's Michael. Kidding. All right. Uh, Chavis looking better, in my opinion, over the last month. Uh, just because, I guess, Sale's kind of doing the thing you expect Chris Sale to do, striking out tons of batters and uh, not really racking up the wins, but I think he will going forward. But Chavis, on the other hand, uh, the the better player, in, or the more standout guy, I guess, because this just adds another super strong component to uh, an already very good Red Sox team. Yeah, I have to. Uh, I mean, I see see where you're coming from exactly on that. Like a guy that you basically have very little expectation of coming in just because he's you know playing in the majors for the first time and has done incredibly well. Uh, and Chris Sale just has the bar set so high. For what we know he's capable of doing. One other guy that's been standing out a lot to me personally, uh, who probably hasn't got as much recognition as Rafael Devers. He's been playing incredibly uh, in the last month of baseball. In his last 30 games, batting 345 with a 403 on base percentage, 526 slugging, playing really, really well, getting a lot of hits. Not a massive home run guy, only four home runs on the season. Um, but in the last 30 games, you know. 23 RBI. So he's getting batters and he's getting on base. And uh, especially for games like today where they're during the day and I'm getting just notifications on my phone because I can't be watching the game. I, I know you're seeing a lot. Yeah. I see his name all the time, whether it's him knocking in the runs, it's him getting on base, him scoring. He's doing a fantastic job just helping this team that uh, last year I feel like had a, a couple more, you know, like big play style kind of thing where you get a couple guys on base, home run. A couple guys on base, home run. Whereas the Red Sox have really kind of, I don't know if this is by design, gone back to a more like authentic baseball roots where it's just constantly having guys on base, constantly, you know, a, a hit scores two guys, you know, keeping people on base, racking up the runs. And that's very evident in their last couple of games, having some some massive scores, 12 to 2 to get today against the Blue Jays, uh, 11 to 2 a week and a bit they, ago against they the did Mariners. A number on the Mariners. 9 to 5 weekend. against the Mariners, 14 to 1 against the Mariners, a couple of games against the White Sox early in the month, 15 to 2 like and you know, that's just the Red Sox the, the bats heating up, playing incredibly well and I think Rafael Devers has been a massive piece of that. Uh and a guy that definitely deserves any and all recognition for how well he's done through the season being 22 years old. Absolutely I 22, I don't know if that's that sounds right. Uh, he's a young, yep, 22 at the top there. 
Uh, I would agree with you. Uh, the Red Sox, they seem to be uh, clicking again after the tough, tough month and a half start to the season. Uh, the pitching is coming. The pitching is coming back. Pardon me. Uh, the bats are starting to heat up, and we got another series against the Astros this coming weekend. So hopefully, we can take that one at least two games of three or something to uh, kind of even out the the play. The Astros red hot. We stopped a. They were on a went uh, ten game win streak when we beat them on Sunday. They've had another ten game win streak at some point throughout the season that I was reading today. Uh, they were listed as the number one of the power rankings by the MLB. So uh, the hottest team in baseball, I guess, and should be a good test next week. And if the uh, Red Sox can, you know, put all these components together into a nice three game series until then uh, we got three more games against the Toronto Blue Jays this week. Yeah. Real unfortunate that that weekend series is at the Astros just because I hate Minute Maid Park with a burning passion. I just feel like it's a boring ballpark. Had to throw it in there, get the <laughs> drop in. Uh, it's just there's like there's nothing signature about it at all, and it's just deep, deep outfield. It seems like no one gets the ball out of the park there, which I know isn't true because I never watch Astros games and I see highlights all the time. But I just thought I'd get the drop in. But moving forward, I feel like we've we've talked get off plenty your hatred about uh, Minute Maid Park. Minute Maid Park. Shout out the right. juice though. Um, but yeah, we'll move forward into our signature segment and barely the awful glue that holds this show together today in sports history was previously a really boring one you're welcome for saving this segment uh not even that is my creation but had some blah 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 blah, olympics something about paris six months it was real boring. five months lasted five months yeah okay continue with the incredible fact. yeah guys you gotta admit the first the first fact wasn't a good one no thankfully james came through and on this date may 20th 1976 the yankees lou Pinella collided with carlton fisk at home plate and a huge brawl broke out at yankee stadium pardon me uh you know keeping that rivalry going uh, hopefully something we get to see this year because who doesn't love a fight? Uh, right. We can just keep on keeping on going forward here into the, oh God. It's going to be, I feel like our Celtics segments over the next four months aren't going to be great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not going to be. It's going to be a rough couple of months for the Celtics. So let's try to look on the bright side here for, well, the first half of this, I guess. We got. We got a good amount of draft picks this year. Three first-round pe- draft picks, the 14th, the 20th, and the 22nd overall picks. And then the fifth, or sorry, pardon me. In round two, we have the 51st overall pick. So a lot of potential for some good young talent. Uh, obviously, we're out of the whole uh, Duke threesome stars there, and uh, John Morant will go pretty early. So we're not going to get any, you know, these headline players. But uh, three picks very close together in that first round. So look for, I'll be interested to see if we maybe trade one of them or two of them maybe to get a deal. But uh, a good chance to get some nice young talent here to add to the team. And uh, well, that's about all the good news we have really. Quickly before we we plummet to the, the depths of Celtics locker room issues. Uh, as we have all season in my opinion what's really exciting about this draft is obviously like you said four very high picks uh three of them being in the first round so a good chance to you know like there's you said, only two get... rounds in the nba draft 
All so right. that second that that second round pick isn't any, anything crazy. All right. So I'm pretty sure there's only two rounds. We have three first round picks, which you know, very good to have. Um, like you said, add young talent. But the Celtics team, the way it's built right now, there's a lot of good young talent. It's not one of those teams where we need to win now or it's game over. Mm-mm. Like we're gonna be good for three or four years and then that's it. But no, I the way I see it with the players we have right now, we have a good chance if to you be sign the right guys if you draft the in right contention guys in the next couple of years. For the next couple of years, I try I'd say decade. Depending on how these young guys play out, it all, I'd say yeah, decade. I'd say it depends on how they all play out. If you keep Well, I guess we we don't have this down, but we can get into it. In my opinion, if you keep smart Tatum and Brown, you have a solid three players going forward that will play for the next smart maybe not 10 years but tatum and brown 10 years as they're both we just have to hope just over they 20. play those smart's, 10 years in boston smart's 26 yeah smart's pretty young i believe let me double check that 25 so yeah we have a lot of like i said young talent where this team okay let's not even 10 five can, to seven years Yeah, you can build around it for the future too and i think you're absolutely right. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we see the Celtics trade one or two of those picks to bring in. I Anthony don't think Davis. I don't think a superstar. I'm gonna say I don't think if they're bringing in a superstar. I think a lot of what we need to focus on now is like supporting role guys. I think we're gonna. I'll say this right now. This is my prediction. Going, we're gonna lose more than we gain this offseason, If that makes sense. Yep. We both have voiced last week that we think Kyrie is leaving. Yep. There's no denying the talent that will leave when Kyrie leaves. And I say when because at this point it almost seems inevitable. Um, A month and 10 days, July 1st, that's what he said. Ask me July 1st. You know there's going to be some poor reporters like, hey, Kyrie. Someone's going to make the awful mistake of holding him to that and it's not going to go well for, uh, for whoever it is. But we don't I, we don't yeah. need it. We we touched on that last week. I think that I I don't think we'll bring in a superstar. I think we have and we've talked like you said, we talked about um we have the talent. We just need to kind of focus on what we have and adding to it, uh, instead of trying to throw away a couple to bring in one or two. Like throw away a lot of guys to bring in one or two big guys. I think yeah. that we no, just need I to work you, on. You gotta stick with your core here. Really we have the right going team. For depth. And this was something that I heard on another podcast. The one we we both listen to here. The the Celtics did a good job. Danny Ainge did a good job of building such a talented and high powered team. I mean, look at the look at the uh what people thought they were gonna do this year. The run straight to the NBA finals. It just a uh, certain amount of issues obviously uh popped up throughout the year and it didn't happen with the whole media locker room. And I think the expectation was set a little too high, unfortunately. We didn't account for the other good teams in the East, blah, 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 blah. But there, there's no denying that this team was built uh, with an incredible amount of talent. One of top three probably in the NBA, maybe top five if you're being stingy. But we have good core talent. It's just a matter of keeping it and then finding the right guys to play play around them. Almost as the Bucks have done such an incredible job with building yeah. around Giannis essentially and giving him the sporting cast that he needs to be successful and obviously they're doing it up 2-1 on the Raptors right now. Yeah, and I think honestly just stepping back for a second, I think I'm just more excited to see all the moves that are made in the NBA as a whole this offseason. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Obviously there's not going to be 
probably not a ton surrounding the Celtics. Obviously, seeing where Kyrie goes Kyrie is going to be a big, big deal. Um, a guy that's come into a lot of question recently, Terry Rozier, will maybe I, I will probably lose one or two of those guys, like one of those two of those like bench guys who still play a decent amount of minutes. But yeah, we we do want to talk about the Terry Rozier thing now, I guess. Yeah, but uh, real quick, um, yeah, keep going with your. I whole. just think that like. Seeing where Durant goes, where Kyrie goes, Jimmy, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler contract. Um, seeing who LeBron recruits, Lord knows the seeing coaches what, aren't what doing happens anything. with the Lakers, um, and and just all that stuff. I think in total it will be. There's a lot of big names. This, I, think. I think it's this and next season. There's like a lot of big free agents in terms of like the superstars of the NBA, and I think that. It'll be very exciting to see where they go. But, yeah, getting into the Terry Rozier thing. So, basically, Terry Rozier said, like, what was it? If things don't change from this season, like, I'm out of here. Something along the lines of that. I don't – we don't have the exact quote here, but you're right. Yeah, if you want to look it up real quick. It was basically – he was asked if if things stayed the way they were, I guess. Like, if everyone came back, would he want to be a part of this team? And he was like, no, I don't think I'd be here, basically. So, uh. Terry Rozier not really wanting to come back if it's the exact same group is as this previous year. And I gotta say I do understand after everything we've heard and whatnot. It it probably wasn't the most fun locker room to be in this year, or just team to be on, I guess, in general, which is sad to say about your own team, but I mean, with all we've heard this year, we do have to acknowledge the fact that that, that was true. Do you have the quote there? Uh well, ESPN breakdown of this was basically uh, that he wouldn't be interested in returning to the Boston Celtics if the de- if the team decides to bring back the same cast next season. So I don't know if that's directly about Kyrie. Maybe it's about some issues he has with other guys on the team. Uh, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it seems that like locker room and just relations issues have been such a big focus on what we've talked about, the media has talked about, just this entire Celtics season. So I don't want to dwell on it too much. Uh, really to like to beat a dead horse at this point. Like I, I don't think we. Yeah, need to we go. we've spent enough time on this. Yeah. Um, the Celtics will probably get, like the Patriots have become unfortunately, and the Patriots will start to gain some momentum here as we uh as the off season has picked up and we've re-signed and signed and extended guys. But the Celtics again will probably take a back seat now for the next, uh, the next month, month and a half probably until you know the the finals wrap up and we we can keep you updated on that. Uh, for people who care, the Warriors are up three games to nothing on the Trailblazers. They play tonight. And as I stated previous, the Bucks are up 2-1 to one on Toronto. So I guess we can keep people updated on the whole NBA thing. But I don't plan on watching any more NBA basketball this year. Maybe the finals, if, it, if it's interesting. Like, if it's not a blowout by the Warriors. Um, that being said, going forward here, as we flip to the other half of the TD Garden, the much more exciting and willing to root for and get behind guys. Uh, the Boston Bruins are having their, well, they've had their way with the entire Eastern Conference. They are going to the Stanley Cup after sweeping the Carolina Hurricanes in four games uh, in which they outscored them 17-5, to winning by scores of 5-2. Uh, to two. I don't have the exact. It's it was 5-2, 6-2. was the last one. And 5-1. 2-1. Two one four zero, two one. Oh yeah, there was only yeah. That's right. There was two. There's one close. There's one close game. I um, think 
yeah, to, go, to go, go in quickly. Personally, for me, this has been some of the most fun hockey I've watched in a very long time, I think. In culmination of both of us being back, like, here, yeah. together watching the games makes it a lot more exciting than just sitting here watching it, like, by yourself. Obviously, there's more extent when you can, like, talk about stuff. Um, and you're not just, like, sitting there taking it all in. But, I th- it really, it's been so much fun to I watch these last probably, four games. I watched three out of the four full games and then half of the half of the last game because i was on my on my way home to watch it uh so yeah the bruins going to the stanley cup the the number one line has been clicking i think it's the last two or three games of uh marshan Pasternak, and bergeron they kind of were pretty quiet during the columbus blue jacket series but this this series uh against carolina i think even game one they were a little quiet but uh, they are in full force now. I don't have exact stats, but I'm pretty sure they've all netted at least one goal in the series. Pasternak had a couple, I'm pretty sure. And then they all have multiple assists. Uh, and they are playing super well. Uh, Chara did sit out game four versus the Hurricanes, but he was seen, uh, he was back at practice, I believe, uh, today or today. yesterday. Yep. Uh, another guy that we do have to mention, Chris Wagner, blocked the shot with his wrist, which I can't imagine feels good. Uh, there's no update on him, it's, and it's unclear whether he will uh, or when he will be back and if he will be back this year. So all the best on a speedy recovery to him. Uh, he, you know, supplied a little bit of life in one of those later lines for the Bruins. So, um, But we can – I mean, that pretty much wraps up that. They don't play for the next week, unfortunately, so – I don't really have anything to watch other than the Red Sox. They will either play the San Jose Sharks or the St. Louis Blues. The Blues are currently up 3-2 to two in the series with the next game to tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, I kind of rambled there for a bit. Do I wanna, you want to put in your thoughts on the series and just what you've yeah, seen? Yeah, so I was going to go off of what you said with there being like a couple of games in the last series and this series where the first line was really quiet. But that just shows the depth of this Bruins team this year, that any of these lines in the front can create offense, that any of these lines can score. We saw a fair number of power play goals, a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities being taken advantage of, um, some of them being like what? There's like one that was five seconds in or something, five or six seconds into a power play we scored. Dougie. And yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of Dougie chances. Shout out which... to Dougie. I don't even know his last name. I want to say McDermott, but it's Hamilton. <laughs> oh, Dougie it's Hamilton. Definitely Dougie yeah, Hamilton. He had, he had he was kind of the reason actually they lost game one. The Carolina lost game one. He had like back to back power plays in which the Bruins scored two goals. So shout out Dougie. Yeah. So uh, like I was saying though, a lot of depth with this Bruins team. Any of these guys creating offense. We saw Charlie McAvoy was out for game one due to a suspension and Chara out for game four. It didn't slow the defense down at all. Obviously, shutting out the Hurricanes in game four, um, holding yeah, we them can, we can touch on Tuka Rask in, in, game, uh, in game one to only a couple of goals. And Tuka Rask has played incredibly one of the best save percentages in the playoffs this year i believe i 
I think he's got to be. He's got to be probably top. The Carolina goalie was number one, wasn't he? Yeah, and then and we, scored we scored a lot. We scored a him. lot of goals on him. Uh, but Tukaras continues to play incredibly. Yeah, nine forty-two save percentage. Um, he. Let me just go down the line here. I guess seventeen games played in the playoffs. He's twelve and five. Thirty-two goals scored on. Thirty-two goals scored on him. Pardon me. Uh, five hundred forty-nine save attempts. With 517 saves, like I said, the 942. Shot attempts, not save attempts. Shot attempts. I don't know why. I'm... You know what I mean. Uh, and a 1.84 goals against average. So with the offense that the Bruins have been bringing, you know, scoring four, five, six goals in a game, and he's on average letting in just under two, uh, you can see why the Bruins have been rolling so well. Uh, just... I don't want to jinx anything, but in, in preparation for this playoffs, I was watching back the highlights from the 2008 Stanley Cup playoffs where the Bruins won. 2000, 2011? 2011. No, you're right. 2011. 2008 was the Celtics. 2011, 2012, or 2010, 2011? I forget. No, because they won in 2011. So it was 2010, 2011, I believe. Uh, what I'm getting at here is Tim Thomas was instrumental. The goalie at the time was instrumental in the Bruins winning the playoffs. And some of the saves he made were just ridiculous. And Tuka Rask has been looking just as strong as Tim Thomas looked in those playoffs. So if that's anything alluding to the fact of how well, I mean, you've already made it to the Stanley Cup. You're four wins away from, from hoisting the cup. and But... On the other side, you're face. You're gonna face an incredible team. I mean, the Sharks are the second seed coming out of the West, and the Blues are the third. Or are they a wild card? I will look that up real quick. Yeah, but I mean, either way, in theory, you are playing the other best team in hockey. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down Saint to. St. Louis, the third seed. So St. Louis, a third seed. Well, third seed out of the whatever division this yeah. is. I forget. But. I mean, just but I mean, all the teams playing incredible hockey. Obviously, very strong to have gotten to this point. Uh, like with hockey, you know, you don't see a lot of sweeps all the time. Rain, there have been quite yeah, a that few. That being said, there have been uh, in this playoff. So let's see, Columbus Blue Columbus Jackets sweeping. sweeping the Tampa Bay Lightning, who we eventually beat the. Um, Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets, obviously. New York Islanders sweeping the Penguins. Carolina sweeping the Islanders. Us sweeping the Hurricanes. So we have beat, what, two teams that have swept their previous opponents? Yeah. And now we swept them. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering where that leaves us off. I'm a little bit worried about the amount of time uh, that the Bruins do have off. Yeah, we go from two series playing playing a team that's been on a week rest, yep. playing them two days after we finish the series. And now we're going to go to... Um, I mean, if St. Louis wins it tomorrow, they're going to be on a, a week's couple, rest. A couple days to rest. Too. week's yeah. rest as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Bruins adjust. I would, I would guess it'll probably be a slow start in game one. It might take a period for them to realize, oh, Get here it back we together. are. They need to click again. Yeah, I think... Definitely uh, helps that this the series should be it's it's in Boston, right? It should be. Yeah, because you sent me the. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, I don't actually know how that's determined. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure game one is in Boston. You sent me the thing today. I sent you Bruins tickets. So does that matter? Does that matter on who they play though? 
Yeah, they they play the games okay, uh, so one and two. They got the they got the home ice advantage here. Yep. Um, I'm assuming that's true for if it's St. Louis or San Jose. Um, so that will definitely help. For sure, and I I just think they need to keep their foot on the gas. They can't let up. They need to keep playing this fast paced, high caliber hockey that they've been playing all through the playoffs. Um. I'm definitely. I'm not expecting a sweep or anything. I think this one it's going to be long fought. It's going to. It's going to be. Going to take a while. I think it's going to take quite a few games to get through. I'll have to see who they play. If it's the Sharks, I think it'll be a six or seven game series. I know next to nothing about the St. Louis Blues, yeah, other I, than that they, um, have made it to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, obviously, going to be a good matchup. Whatever it ends up being. I think that just about caps it for the Bruins, though. So we will move into the Patriots, which we actually kind of have news about this week. Um, this could not, have been this... not that we didn't last week. It's just lack of preparation last week kind of led us to uh, having a lack of news. But this time, uh, we actually have some stuff to talk about. So the first and probably most recent thing that comes up is that Jamie Collins is back in New England. We have signed him to a one-year 1.5 million deal which is next to nothing considering what he was like when he was in uh new england those couple of years ago but i'll run through kind of like some highlight uh some moves that have been made by the patriots so re-signings we've re-signed jason mccordy uh philip dorsett uh goskowski Jonathan Jones, uh, Ryan Allen, the punter, apparently Josh Gordon, I am seeing from this post that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, no, don't know what happened there. Uh, free agent signings that that jump out to me immediately. Jamie Collins, uh, Benjamin Watson was kind of a, a big newsbreaker deal, although he's really, really old. Uh, so is Austin Severian Jenkins, who we signed for another one-year deal. Damaris Thomas we got for a one-year deal, so bringing in quite a bit of offensive talent. Uh, we got Michael Bennett uh, in a trade from the Eagles. And we've extended Patrick Chung as a standout player there. A couple of departures that we've already really gone through most of those, and Chris Hogan, um, like Cordero Patterson, Trent Brown, Trey Flowers. We've talked about all of those. But yeah, and we'll go through the draft picks as well and – we're just going to say the names because that's about all I know about them. I don't follow college football at all, unfortunately, so I don't really know much about these players. But we got Nikhil Harry, uh, Joe, Joe Juan Williams. I'm going to say a lot of these wrong, and I apologize. Uh, Chase Winovich, Damian Harris, Yadni. Oh, boy. We'll just, we'll just go with Yad, yeah, Yadni for that one. No, you can't even pronounce Chavis. We're not... We're not Yadi lighting. Kajusti. All right. Uh, so we drafted a lot of people. Uh, we got a quarterback named Jarrett Stidham as well. Stidham. Yeah, yep. we, we talked about that. Yep. You're going to stop. Drafted, yes, I'm stopping with names. They got, they got increasingly <laughs> more difficult. Uh, I made it through Nikhil Harry, and that's Make about sure you tune in our podcast as far we butcher people's as, names. as far as I needed to get through that, but... Uh, a lot of moves, always with the NFL offseason. There's been some blockbuster ones that I really don't care about. It's going to be a clown show in Oakland, that's all I'm saying. Can we talk about how Odell said they're trying to be the next Patriots? Uh, 
and everyone in Cleveland's like, hey, can we win five games yeah, before Cle- we think about five uh, Cleveland rings? Cleveland is a com- comeback team of the year. Last How many games year. do they win this year? Oh, they're going they're going plus 500 for sure. You're confident about that? Mm-hmm. I say they win seven games. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first. I, I mean, I think they're like... I think they're like a wild card team this year. I don't think they're going to do anything crazy. Uh, speaking of clown shows, the Giants drafting not every other quarterback they could have drafted. Some dude from Duke that I don't even remember his name because he's not good. No, I just saw pictures of him. Yeah, but he's just. Who was the other team that drafted another QB this year in Trinidad? Cardinals? Yeah, Cardinals they had, they with the, the number one overpick. Uh, they, again. They took they Kyler tra- Murray. And they traded Josh, they traded Josh, Rosen. Josh Rosen to the Dolphins. Did we talk about Dolphins. that last week? No, but I mean, I feel like it doesn't really matter. Uh, with the NFL having such, obviously, huge rosters, there's going to be just way more moves in general compared to, like, you know, the NBA where nine guys see court time, usually nine or ten. Um... What are you what are you looking up there? Daniel Jones. That that Daniel was his Jones. name. That is the most um, generic name. Yeah, uh so they took him for some reason. So is Eli done? Is that what this means? I hope so. Um Me too, personally. I mean it's funny watching him him struggle and be awful at football, just as much as I like watching the Lakers with LeBron be really bad. Um just because I Those are two vastly different things. Deep rooted LeBron Dis- actually dislikes. has some some real talent. That's undeniable. Playoff uh, Eli. Playoff Eli got a lot. Yeah, I think it was the closest we've come to God in human form. Um, nah, Nathan Peterman's <laughs> five interception. <laughs> Bro, where's Peterman at? He's on uh, the Raiders. Peterman is also in the clown show in Oakland. <laughs> uh, headed by we're getting it, John we're straight Gruden. off topic here. Yeah, but so big moves being made in the NFL all around. Speaking of big moves, big Robert, move. Kraft Robert Kraft got the looking, video suppressed. Looking like he's going to get off pretty scot-free in this one. Uh, <laughs> Probably for the good of the general public. If, if I didn't call this one from the beginning, uh, I said he'd probably just reach a pretty big settlement. And I, it's looking like it's going to go that way. Uh, they suppressed the video, and with, without that video, there's, there's no concrete evidence that he's actually committed a crime, which is at this point undeniable. He has committed a crime. We wouldn't still be talking about it if there wasn't uh, some. Uh, but, but, uh, so yeah, Robert Kraft is probably gonna get the lesser of these legal. Can we talk about the video um, for a second, or do you no, not? Want, no, you don't want to no, go down that road. No, okay. we need to steer clear of whatever is on that. Uh. Locked alleged, up, probably, alleged tape. Probably been leaked a lot of times. Tape. Um, not hasn't that been was obtained illegally according to the courts. Uh, so yeah, Robert Kraft doing Robert Kraft things. Well, don't say that. I think that is <laughs> where and we on that will note. leave off. Uh, but I think yeah, that that does cover everything mostly. But yeah, NFL once again, uh, we're ten Sundays away from Are we really preseason. Priest, okay. So, some sort of closely resembling football things. What about the uh, AFL? Is that I got, done? I got shut down. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, that is going to do it for this week. So, quickly, before we end whatever this show is anymore off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, leave a rating 
you did enjoy, let us know. If you didn't enjoy, also let us know. Uh, you know, pad the numbers. Always helpful. Uh, let us know, you know, what you think we could do differently, what we're doing well. We're, I want to say we're still new to this because we really are. We've done 25 episodes, but it doesn't feel that way. Uh, no. It's probably just as unprofessional as when we started, but uh, we're slowly getting the hang of things, figuring it all out, figuring where we want to go with everything. But also... In terms of that stuff, follow us on Twitter at no, don't. We should probably delete that. I haven't touched um, the Twitter in a while. Instagram though, Instagram. follow us on Instagram, Brady Bros Boston. Follow us on YouTube, Brady Bros Boston. Um, yeah, all of those at Brady Bros Boston. We're keeping you updated on all sorts of different stuff. YouTube will probably have some more video content coming in. Yeah, well, let's weeks. let's just say some things we say every week. Uh, yeah. YouTube, the video content is coming. Instagram, uh, we you actually kind of use Instagram. I do do indeed use. Um, in terms of, you know, the, the YouTube content that is on the way. You are still, you know, wrapping up school and everything. So yeah, time is still an issue. Uh, the video recorded episodes are coming. We we kind of promised that a while figure ago. Out the the recording situation, but those will be coming soon. Just to repeat things that I feel like we say every yep. week. This Just so you guys don't think week. like it's not gonna happen. Yep, we we are we we're thinking about it. We know we're addressing it. We just need it's take it's taking time. It takes time. But I think other than that, that is gonna do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys all for listening uh, through twenty five episodes of Boston Sports Action. I uh, will be back at it again next week. At that point, will we have playoff hockey back? I really hope so, because I'm going to miss it. A week from now, it's Monday. We'll probably record. Yeah. Lord Um, knows when we'll record next. Nah, hopefully semi-consistent from here on out. That we are also working on, too. Yep. It's just, everything's a work in progress. But, yeah, so that's going to do it for this week's episode. Once again, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week with more Boston Sports action. See ya! Thank you.